Welcome to Tights Camera Action, the podcast where three regular people talk about superheroes and also Willem Dafoe's sinewy, well-defined abdominal muscles. <laughs> my name is Owen Vandenberg and I'm joined as always by my co-host Steph Kachias. Hello. And Kyle Scherer. Hey. And today we are talking about the first Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, which is Kyle's choice. Kyle, a uh, surprisingly watchable pick for you this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's uh, unusual. Yeah, well, it's, it's a very formative movie uh, for my young sort of self. Uh, I think it, it kind of hit in about the same era as the original x-men films mm-hmm. so kind of in that that wave that pre-marvel wave of films that came out when i was a teenager uh, but really really different to the x-men films at the same time yeah really really different i um uh, our next episode will be uh, about one of those x-men films and it was really interesting to watch these two sort of almost back to back because even though they're only a year apart i'm talking about x-men 2 and spider-man um, there's a real difference in tone and a real difference in approach to, to making comic book movies. And it was a very interesting time for, I think, comic book films. You know, that the, the ones that came out just before this movie were like Blade mm. and X-Men 1. And really, and then I guess the Schumacher and the Burton Batman movies of the 90s were the biggest, the biggest ones we saw before this one. Uh, but this, this Spider-Man, Raimi's Spider-Man was definitely sort of a watershed moment for this sort of new wave of, uh, I guess, breaking away from, from the Batman and the Superman, which tended to be the only ones that were sort of, I guess, in the you know, mainstream public sort of zeitgeist. And then this one came along that really people were really excited about it, sort of heralding in a new, a new wave of comic book movies. Who am I? You sure you want to know? If somebody told you I was just your average ordinary guy, not a care in the world, somebody lied. Truth is, it wasn't always like this. There was a time when life was a lot less complicated. Can I take your picture for the school paper? Sure. In this lab, we have 15 genetically enhanced super spiders. There's 14. One's missing. Peter, may I introduce my father, Norman Osborne? Great honor to meet you, sir. Harry tells me you're quite the science whiz. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Whatever it is, somebody has to stop it. With great power comes great responsibility. This is my gift. Wow. It is my curse. Who are you? Who am I? I'm Spider-Man. Oh, this this one was massive when it came out. Oh, I think huge. it was. The, it got the record for hitting 100 million dollars in the quickest amount of time, or something. And then yep. Spider-Man Two and Spider-Man Three also did like phenomenally well at the box office in the early days. Yeah, even Spider-Man 3, surprisingly. Yeah, no, it it made money. I I kind of have a feeling that if Spider-Man... If that Raimi Spider-Man came out now, it would get, like, smashed. Oh, absolutely. Like, it would just get, get, like, 
absolutely raked through the coals, it, I think. I think Despite even, the fact everyone kind of loved it then, and I've still got a, a soft spot for it. Well, even Amazing Spider-Man 2 with uh, Jamie Foxx and Andrew Garfield, like, that even made a decent amount of money. It wasn't a flop. It was just that they kind of realised they needed to stop what they were doing yeah. after that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think was what Spider-Man 3 was, too. I actually saw this one, Spider-Man, as a, on a midnight screening. Oh, wow. Which at the time was pretty rare. You didn't get a lot of midnight premieres. And I think it was because... I, I lived in Albury, Wodonga at the time. It was a regional town. And um, the Attack of the Clones yep. had come out about a, a couple of weeks or maybe a month earlier. And they'd obviously done quite well with the midnight screening mm. for that because of Star Wars fans. And then they were like, oh, great, let's do another big midnight premiere. And I went to that, because why not? And it was pretty sparsely attended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, not that busy. Um, and I was pretty tired watching it. <laughs> I mean, there, there was a whole lot of hype for this. The, yeah. One of the taglines that I saw on IMDb for it was, on May 3rd, the entire world will connect to the web. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Good 2001 era kind of reference That's in that. That's right. Well, that was a very, I mean, that was the time of, yeah, the prequels, Lord of the Rings trilogy, mm. and X-Men movies and Spider-Man movies. That was, they were really the kind of the core mm. pop cultural, I guess, phenomenons Matrix of that time. Well. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Matrix as well. Sorry. So, but those, those big franchises really were... And I mean, really, X Men to a much lesser extent compared to Spider Man and 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 The Matrix and Star Wars. Like they were huge. I mean, this movie was huge when it came out. I do remember the marketing, the the whole iconography of, of a new superhero we hadn't seen before on screen was very exciting for people. Mm-hmm. And he was such an he is such an iconic superhero. Is this the first uh, post nine eleven superhero movie? Well, of major ones? I believe so. Because I remember was, there was the teaser that yeah, ran into some controversy. It was very much around that time yeah. because it, it was May in 2002, like really yeah, within right. six months yeah. of, of September 11th and, and, and the teasers had started to come out around that time. Yeah, because there was a teaser trailer which had like a, a bank robbery taking place and um, then they're escaping in a chopper and the chopper hits a giant web and, hmm. you, and then it like zooms out and they've been caught. There's like a huge web in between... Uh, the the two towers of the World Trade mm. Center, and that was like the beginning of the of the teaser trailer, and then it just cuts to like Spider Man. And I believe swinging. I believe yeah. that scene was originally going to be in the film. Like, oh, yeah, it was going to be yeah. part of that one of his, part of his montage sequences yeah, sure. of when he was kind of catching crooks. But um, I yeah. do love the prominence of bank robbers in the Spider Man movies. It's so refreshing, almost like yeah, the, these bank robbers in this particular case bought like a five million dollar helicopter or something, and probably made like. $20,000 when they emptied <laughs> the vaults at the actual bank but they're in a Spider-Man movie so there's going to be bank robbers there's even they- like in Spider-Man 2 Doc Ock like robs the banks robs the bank. to pay for his like while Spider-Man is at the bank yeah. doing some transactions well Peter Parker is at yeah. the bank <laughs> it, there is something very and it was it really struck me how sort of old school and quaint this movie is mm, and I yeah. guess this is what kind of I mean about sort of an a new wave when I was watching this movie again for the first time in many years it struck me like at the time it felt so fresh and now 15 years later it doesn't feel fresh at all and in fact feels almost like a part of an, a bygone era of super film, superhero movies specifically Superman and Batman films yeah. I think a combination between all of the references to Superman it makes you know it's very clear that Raimi was trying to make his own quasi little Superman story mm. sort of based, you know, he, he was so clearly influenced by that original 70s Superman film. And then also 
the 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 score the Danny Elfman score had such kind of hints of that of that uh, Batman the, the the Batman score that he did in the nineties and it's just it had it still feels like a modern day telling of those sorts of movies mm. as opposed to what we think of now as Batman uh, as sorry superhero movies mm. yeah, it Ray- really felt like a throwback yeah Raimi's style is very much that as well like he's yeah. always kind of got that. Maybe not nostalgic, but yeah, kind of throwback style where he makes his films kind of like... Unashamedly hokey. Yeah, yeah, like he'll always have someone dancing a jig at some point in time (laughs) and like a couple of Three Stooges references or something. Like, yeah, that's that's really sort of part and parcel of how he makes things. I've forgotten how camp this was. Oh, like I remember it was kind of camp, but I was, yeah, going, oh, wow, this is hella camp. And (laughs) I mean, I I think some of it is intentionally Raimi camp and some of it is it hasn't aged well because I Mm. think some of it... And I think particularly when we get to Willem Dafoe, like there's things that happen oh. in this movie that I, I don't, when are we I don't know. To Dafoe? I don't know whether it was intentional or not <laughs> for it to feel as awkward and as sort of staged and hammy as it feels. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, yeah, there are times where, and especially in the the sequels, they did they kept playing up the ham, especially in number three. And that was clearly kind of intentional mm. and sort of weird. Well, he lost interest by that point. Yeah, and yeah, so he yeah. was kind of taking the piss. Yeah. But this, he's not taking the piss. So I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. A really, really interesting movie to rewatch because it's it's not as good as I remembered. Mm. It really isn't. I mean, I, I liked it still, but yeah, it sort of doesn't hold up a little bit. Um, hey, do we have plot keywords? We do, actually. What I've started doing is I've started like clicking on the keywords to see what other movies come up. Uh, I, th- I think it started with uh, X-Men, actually, because uh, X-Men 2, which I also checked the plot keywords for, of course, has claw fight in the top five. And I was like, I wonder what other claw fight movies are out there. Because <laughs> I've started using the function because I'm like... Yeah, whatever whatever is on this claw fight list, whatever's been tagged claw fight. I'm interested. I mean, yeah, Probably Catwoman. Catwoman. Teen well, Wolf? The, the, the first nine of them are just X Men oh, yeah, films. Oh, of course, yeah. And then there's The Lion King. Oh, <laughs> right. American like, Werewolf in London. There is there is like a good marathon material in there. But wow. what really shocked me was that in the Spider Man plot keywords, because uh, it had about half of the Spider Man plot keywords were related to. Uh, nipples poking through shirts, <laughs> the lack of bras, <laughs> wet t-shirt. Like, um, it was just like Kirsten Dunst related tag tag word after tag word. So I need to go in and add some stuff about abs is what you <laughs> say. Sinewy abs. It's also got... Um, I, I started looking to see what Spider-Man was number one at with the keywords rather than just picking random ones. And it is the most popular film to be tagged with the keyword reference to Macy Gray, uh, which is unsurprising. <laughs> I, I think, no, hang on. What about Training Day? Well, Training <laughs> oh, Day isn't. I don't think that doesn't was really have a reference to her. Does yeah, it? like she's in it, but she's a character. She's not. Like, yeah, well, there's there are, no ladies and gentlemen. Macy, Macy Gray. There are Macy Gray like music DVDs that are on IMDb that aren't even tagged with this. So no. <laughs> I think maybe the Macy Gray IMDb kind of editing club. Uh, doesn't really sort they're of not, keep they, up to Well, yeah, they've, they've sort of... They've, they've got lives, they've had kids, mm. they've got other priorities. There's other sites that they could be tagging Macy Gray on. Yeah, exactly. That they've moved on from, from Well, now bit. Macy Gray's on, presumably on Twitter, I guess. They've kind of migrated there. Mm-hmm. But um, it is also... Spider-Man is also the most popular film to have the keyword death of uncle, uh, which <laughs> kind of... That makes sense. That's fair enough. Oh, they owned that. Star Wars. 
Star Wars, sir. Well, no, I'm just saying what was number one. So there's other films. The one character who has my name in a movie. Uncle Owen. (laughs) Uncle Owen. (laughs) Um, But Spider-Man was not the top rated uh, in IMDb for the tag kiss from upside down person. Okay. (laughs) Blade, Blade Runner. I can't even remember. What? The upside down. I don't even remember Blade that. Uh, was that a thing? Uh, is that Daryl Hannah's character? Maybe, at some point, maybe. I haven't maybe. seen it in ages. But she does a lot of flips. Yeah, <laughs> does a lot of ride through. Wait for um, Stranger Things season two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inside this tip there. All right. So and now that we've done the plot keywords, which is always the, probably the best part of a pod, the episode. I mean, you I'm know. genuinely offended that Star Wars is not included in Death of Uncle. Yeah, <laughs> we fix it. let's just talk about the plot keywords for the rest of the show. Mm. I think because it's clearly <laughs> it what we care more it's just, about. It's what you need. <laughs> but I guess um, uh, I, should we just talk through the plot? I mean, it's yeah. it's such a, it's a very straightforward plot in a if for me. It's very linear. This feels like the most familiar origin story. Yeah. I think because they've rebooted spider-man you know that yeah they've already yeah. done like two mm. two separate spiders men in yeah. um in the last since this movie came out mm. so we've seen this story told and it's also a very generic origin story of you know it's learning yeah. the lesson about responsibility yeah. and power and yeah it's yeah. it's very classic and yeah. and i guess yeah it's 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 it hits all the notes it's supposed to at every point it's supposed to it's it is in a way uh, almost a prototype of a mm of a comic book movie it, it, it and i guess again like i, I still say like Raimi was so i guess unimaginative in that sense like it, it it feels like it's really by the numbers but now but i guess in 2002 it wasn't because we weren't used to seeing yeah. so many films but now we watch it and go oh i can almost recite this like it's just it's so and not because i've seen it just because i can i, I get it but I think it's it's kind of refreshing in a way because it is so simple and also like I, I just really liked uh, and we'll get into this later I suppose but the villain's plot isn't to blast a gigantic beam of light into the sky yeah. and sort of destroy New York City. It's basically just like a very personal thing with him and Peter Parker mm-hmm. so and it just ends in this like fist fight <laughs> in, yeah. in this like set. But yeah, it was like the stakes were a lot better i think well, for, for a movie yeah than, well but also like it felt it felt tense enough and it wasn't just like him rushing towards another goddamn beam of light into the sky and then there's a plot key word that you can use to eliminate a ton of bad movies beam of light into the sky yeah well yeah i mean we can talk i mean i guess that that again talks about this I, I know I keep going on about it, but I really have had this epiphany with like these sort of, I might write a paper about it, like <laughs> these sort of um, waves of comic book movies and sort of kind of uh, kind of like feminist waves. Like, you know, you've got the first wave, the second wave and the third wave, and we really mm. are in the third wave or maybe even post third wave now with, with comic book movies. But um, I can, I feel like this is really on a crux between first and second wave. Like it really, it, there's there's first wave things about it but it's stretching itself, mm. you know, with effects and with other sorts of, you know, ideas of comedy and ideas of pathos that it's trying to get yeah. to that that subsequent movies really sort of use. But, I, I mean, I don't know if I agree with you that the stakes being lower means it's better and tenser. I, I don't Actually, know. For, for a minute, I did think that I saw, like, a beam of light being shot into the sky, <laughs> but it was Spider-Man 
going to pay his respects to the World Trade Center memorial. <laughs> so, it, it, it was just, uh, luckily, it was a bit of a bait and switch. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, should we talk about the opening narration? Uh, where it's Tobey Maguire saying something like, if somebody told you that I was a simple guy and this is a sweet story, somebody lied. <laughs> <laughs> he's, okay, what are, our, what are our thoughts on Tobey Maguire? I think he's fine. It's, it's a thing where... It's really hard not to like judge it against you know the modern state of comic book movies, mm. but and just try and remember that this was like I keep having to remind myself of this laid so much groundwork, yeah, that it was much more like m- ah much less familiar at the time, yeah. Um, and I thought that, I th- thought he was fine when I first saw it. He doesn't have the sense of humor that 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 Spider Man is supposed to have. Mm. Like he really doesn't have the kind of wit. Or charm. He th- feels very bland. I think I counted maybe two quips that yeah. Spider-Man does. Oh, and it feels in the film. so forced. You know, like he doesn't quip it. it, it but it's funny. It's a. It is a funny movie in some ways. Like there yeah. are jokes in it, but they're not jokes delivered by Spider-Man. Yeah. You're the one who's out, Garby. Out of your mind. <laughs> I mean, it's his classic Spider-Man burn. It's his first movie, so I guess yeah. he's still working on it. Is it the first joke he's ever told? Is that, is that yeah. also what happened? <laughs> he had to write it. Oh. Hang on, I, got, I had something for this. <laughs> yeah, the funny also, got away with saying Gobby. Is that in your keyword? Gobby. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want to go down that keyword track. Keyword track, trust me. Um, but the yeah, the funny thing is, again, talking about like all these recent movies that have come out, where every single Marvel character is this it's like quippy. charismatic, mm. but kind of like charismatic but a bit scummy sort of never do well slacker who's like really charming and, and quipping all the time are uh, like you know iron man peter quill ant man thor like, is a bit thor, like that like all of them are like that and then you've got spider-man who's like that's his actual character in a way and then yeah they just didn't really do it like they're funny movies but he's not telling jokes in but it. again you're right like i guess if we think about this it, that that idea of that because so because back then there was only really two superheroes anyone really knew like S- Superman and Batman who were so iconog- uh, iconic and so like everyone sort of knows Batman's like the twisted dark one and Superman's the happy one and they it, don't know it, that now well they don't, Kids don't know that today <laughs> no they don't thanks to Zach but, um, but I guess. Uh, it, so now that we have so many on the Marvel roster in front of us and we do, it is so important that people like Joss Whedon and um, uh, James Gunn and, you know, the, um, mm. all these guys that, that do these movies that have quite a lot of sense of humour and, um, r- and write a lot of character work into, into, their, into their movies. Um, it, we really like that and it is definitely part of the modern genre but then I guess it just wasn't deemed part of the genre that, mm. that, that the character had to be a certain thing or that or, or at least make it somewhat even related to the comic yeah. because it really didn't matter it was like he's got a suit on he's Spider-Man it doesn't really matter what mm. he says we're just it's Spider-Man you know what I mean? Yeah well if you look at like because this was this, obviously, this was like the first big Spider-Man movie to get made, but there were like at least two different pitches that were getting kicked around before uh, in like the 90s, I think. And one of them was like a James Cameron Spider-Man version. And then another one was, I can't remember who was attached to it, but they were both like so completely different from the comics at all. Like it was just taking, like if people were complaining about the organic web, sh- web shooters in this, but man, some of those ideas for like, the previous Spider-Man movies, they'd obviously just taken the name and then just made up a completely new idea. My favorite one was, uh, there was one that had 
Dr. Octopus as the main villain, except I think he was called Professor Octopus, and his catchphrase was Okie Dokie. But the way they spelt it, it was just like Okie exclamation mark, Dokie exclamation mark, and he'd just go around screaming that, I guess. But yeah, they were very weird. So I think we got actually a really straightforward Spider-Man. Yeah, movie. it could have been. This could have been a lot worse. Yeah, so we've got sort of veered. I mean, personally, for for me with Toby, I don't. I'm not a big fan of this performance. I think it's. I think he looks too old. I know that mm. Toby is sort of was renowned and was and was probably cast because he's quite boyish. Like he's he's a very much a sort of Elijah Wood, mm. like Michael J. Fox type where. The, the whole point of them is that they're sort of forever youthful looking, mm. but he doesn't look 18. None of them yeah. do. Mm. And it, it really, that really throws me uh, in this film. I find him just so like, there, there's no way this guy's a teenager. But he definitely looks mid twenties. Yeah. Like, yeah. He doesn't even carry himself like, a te- like no. it's yeah. like, it's, he's not, he's clearly not even trying to act like a dorky teenager. Oh, it, and that's one of my, my most annoying But he's got glasses of, on. And people think, throw things at him. Yeah, exactly. But he's just walking around like a normal guy. There's very little effect, affectation there in his performance. And then you've got his school bully, uh, Flash uh, Thompson, who you pointed out was played by Al Seed from True Blood. I believe that um, the guy, Joe Mantellegio... That guy. The guy with the abs. The guy that's really hot. Joe Pantoliano? No. (laughs) Not Pants. Not Joey Pants. He looks about as old as Joey Pants. Also, do you mean the other guy with the abs? Yeah, I mean the other guy. Not Willem Dafoe. No, I mean the guy guy from True Blood with the abs. Mm. Anyway, the the hot guy, now he's married to the chick from um, Modern Family. Seven foot tall. Yeah, he's he's ridiculously hot. Oh, he's also in um, uh, uh, Magic Mike. Oh, anyway. yeah. Um, there's a scene where he goes to punch Peter and he misses and he punches the locker instead, which is a steel locker. And it's just got this like dented in with like the imprint of his knuckles in it. Mm. Like he's a monster in this. He does not look like he's like 17, no. 18. Yeah, it's, it's very... Of Kirsten Dunst, I think, was only 20. Yeah, she looks kind of young enough, except she's like... You know, too pretty, I suppose, or just too, like, put together. Again, it's not so much their look, it's more their... There's not really much that says we're in high school, except the fact that they're actually at high school. But they don't really... Him and Kirsten and um, uh, James Franco, they don't really... They don't project teenager to me. Mm. Anyway, so, yeah, Toby Maguire is the school dork, Peter Parker, and they go on... And and the other thing that, that really kind of struck me was, like, we're right into the spider scene, like... From the get-go, like they're on their way to the excursion to the thing. There's this awful, really stupid scene with Willem Dafoe and and James Franco, his son, Harry. Oh, and, wait, uh, does he have a suit on? Like, is, yeah. is he wearing clothes? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Don't yeah. Care. yeah, don't care. <laughs> oh, God. Well, they, like, they drive up. He's like, Norman Osborn is dropping off Harry to this to this thing and they have this really stifled weird oh co- harry tells me you're quite the science whiz <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty good <laughs> that's right. to be cackling every uh, line oh that my he God. has but before that they're in the car and it's just like was oh, ja- yeah. how high was james franco during this movie oh. i mean like he's just well, are so you judging s- him on regular person scale or james franco <laughs> james franco because no. he got clean for this movie which means he was only baked from like you know 12 noon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until he went to sleep he really is sl- i mean talk talk about sleep he literally Mary Jane, you look beautiful today. <laughs> this, Dad, this is my friend Peter Parker. And, oh, 
that. I'm not. This is a private school. I'm not getting out of the car in a Rolls Royce. <laughs> That's about as as emotive as he gets. It's it's crazy. It's yeah. it's such a weird performance. I mean, Franco's great, and he, and when he does his thing in a thing, and apparently this movie he made about the room where he plays um, Tommy Wiseau Tommy is amazing. Everyone's mm. the, the buzz for that is incredible. But and he's great when he does something really good. But this movie is. His performance is just bizarre. Apparently, he kind of hated working on them, mm. and he's taught, he's spoken about it in interviews. And I'm not because he's so he's got that kind of like you never know if he's joking, yeah, sort of thing where you never know whether to take him seriously or not. But he said that when he was working on the Spider-Man movies, he had like a crush on. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, uh, who was dating Tobey Maguire at the time, and he just became really jealous, and there was a love triangle, and he was jealous because Sam Raimi didn't pay as much attention to him as he did to Tobey Maguire. The and... star of his multi-million dollar <laughs> yeah. franchise. There was, there was one thing, this was, wasn't from an interview, this one was from INDP, where it said that early on in the shoot, James Franco made some kind of remark about Tobey Maguire having a frog face. And Tobey Maguire got really offended. <laughs> and that was like the start of this rivalry between them. Frog face. I can see it. <laughs> yeah, he does kind of have a frog face. So anyway, we, we you know, he goes to the Columbia Science School or something like that on mm. this excursion. And subsequently, they're looking at weird spiders. And then, uh, yeah, uh, Peter gets bitten by a blue and red spider. Which they, they painted blue and red. They painted the physical spider blue and red. Really? Behind the scenes, yeah. Oh, and poor little spider. He probably died. Probably <laughs> died of the pain. Definitely dead by now. This <laughs> yeah, yeah. R.I.P. Spider. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he gets bitten. Uh, oh, there's a bit of a creepy thing where he's, like, taking photos of, like, for the school paper yeah. and then, like, finds a contrivance to, like, just take a lot of photos of Mary Jane. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, he's totally creeping on her the whole yeah. movie, like, because yeah. he lives next door to her and he can see inside her bedroom and stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. hello. Right inside the bedroom. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's always weird in movies how, like, the boys and girls always have, like, windows directly opposite each other and they're just getting changed in front of each other all the time. Use a blind, goddammit. Like, what the hell? Everyone does. We all have blinds, don't we? That's what curtains are for. Anyway. Curtain dust. <laughs> I don't really have any like setup for that. I just thought those, those words sound well, similar. My rant is set up enough. <laughs> um, so anyway, he gets bitten by the spider. He gets home. Now, okay, if you get bitten by a spider at a Columbia a school where they're studying on spiders. Genetically engineered spiders, yeah, yeah, no yeah. less. You're going to say, I've been bitten take me to the hospital yeah like what even if it was just a harmless spider you'd still say i've been bitten by a spider i mean i, I don't know is that just because we're australian and we're like I if you get is. bitten by a, st- a spider you call the ambulance but maybe in other countries that's not a thing i can i would believe that someone would not mention it really like, did he kill it does he kill the spider no, just, no, just, no, just, just runs away. Oh, just crawls away right so there could be like any number of spider powered people in well, New York after this. In the comics, actually, they just did a bit of a retcon where it turns out that after the spider bit Peter Parker, it bit this other girl in his class called Cindy, and then we've just never heard of her until now, but she also has spider powers. Okay. So she's got her own comic book now. But, yeah, uh, in this, yeah, I was expecting the spider to die. I just guess I kind of, like, remembered it that way. But, yeah, no, it just crawls off under Because if he thing. killed the spider, I would buy that he wouldn't mention anything. Mm-hmm. Like, if he stood on it, then he'd be like... Oh shit! Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. If he if he but he it. didn't do that. So yeah, I, I agree. It's probably a bit, it's a bit dumb that he doesn't like just mention. I it. would be like, shit! A spider has mm. bitten me. Get me to the hospital now. Like it would be awful. Anyway, he uh, goes home. He isn't well. 
okay, maybe not immediately, but when you start sweating and hallucinating uh, mm. pieces of DNA and spiders and skulls <laughs> and skulls, which <laughs> he says flashes of neon laughing skulls just yeah. start shooting. Maybe off. you just might go downstairs. Screensavers from yeah. the late <laughs> Maybe you'd go downstairs and say, "Hey, Aunt May, I, I think I need to go to the hospital." Aunt May, I'm, I'm seeing I'm all seeing, of these pipes and tubes I'm developing in front I'm of me. I'm seeing animated <laughs> gifts of skulls again, Aunt May. What are these flying toasters? <laughs> Get away from me! <laughs> So he wakes up in the morning and he doesn't need his glasses and suddenly he's ripped a little bit. I love his reaction to not needing glasses. He's just like, huh, that's weird. No, he just goes, cool. (laughs) Um, To be honest, if I woke up and my eyes just suddenly worked, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, great, I don't need these anymore. Yeah, I probably would do the same thing. I wouldn't, I would be be like, like, I'd probably text my mom. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, so then, and then like... He go. He, this is this is probably one of the my favorite part of the film is him discovering his powers um, and and just yeah the, this whole sequence really mm. in the next ten minutes or so of the film where they're just where he's just getting himself into situations where and then finding that he's got these powers that gets him out of them and I find that enjoyable to watch. It's well done. It's got cute layers of humor Maguire's performance is really funny mm. and there's just there's things about it that, that that are really good and for the yeah I like it it's it's done well it's 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 very much a quintessential sequence of shots of you know him realizing how do we feel about the organic web shooters I don't care yeah I never cared no one cared. Is, I, I found out this is meant to be a huge controversy oh yeah time. people were people were angry to on be the honest internet. it makes so much more sense that that what that what's more plausible that that the, he gets the ability to shoot webs out of his hands, which is what spiders do, by the way, or not out of their hands. Though. Well, you know, out of their little whatever they do, but it's organic, right? As opposed to him being a genius and can create these things on his I'd, own. I'd it's say they're about me- equally plausible, Steph. Well, hang on, but we, are we going from the point of whether or not he's been able to grow little? sticky things on his fingers and he's able to jump and have super strength and spidey mm. senses which is obviously mm. we're buying into that already all of his other stuff is physical as a result of a spider bite yeah. getting traits of a spider yeah. so yeah it made sense like it yeah. makes logical sense to I've me I've got no given. problem with it but yeah. I've also got no problem with web shooters yeah. either or I'm okay Fair with enough. it the spider sense was always the biggest reach with spider powers well still does a spider has does a spider have extra heightened senses isn't there like a th- I don't know if it's actually true in, in real life but I feel like they were saying like that's one specific spider that has um, really like that, that's its defense mechanism oh, I that see. it's evolved because it's, it's like multiple different spiders have different defense mechanisms and they put them all into this red and blue one it's the Jurassic Park yeah. life finds a way mm, when yeah. you kind of splice DNA together different like yeah. different characteristics dinosaur haven't you ever gone to kill a spider and then you see these little red lightning bolts appear above its head <laughs> and it jumps out of the way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you, and then the the imprint of your fist is in the in the, in the steel <laughs> yeah, locker that the spider was standing punch on. A, punch a spider, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, they, yeah, he he gets into a fight at school with this flash guy, and 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 yeah, beats him and saves Mary Jane for the first time when she slips on some soda or something, and then he goes and climbs up a building and starts jumping around because yeah, he can. Gets home, he's really happy. Uh, uh, oh, around this same time, though, someone else is getting some powers. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> so we find powers out... over my heart. <laughs> so Willem Dafoe 
is he's what he's like the CEO of Oscorp or whatever it is, yeah. and they they are like a weapons manufacturer or some shit, and they and he's got a science you know R and D department. I mean, it's all just so classic. And they, like yeah. he's got this R and D department, and they're making this thing, um, this glider and this suit or something, and, and goblin formula, something about yeah. f- formula or something, yeah. and then. Uh, his investors decide to not invest anymore because mm. his co-scientist says that they should take it. Oh, it's, it's like, we need to go back to formula. And then Willem Dafoe turns to him and back to formula. <laughs> like one of the lines that I vividly, vividly remembered from this. Back to formula. Back so to formula. So then uh, he tests it out on himself or something to prove them all wrong. Yeah, well, previously the, the... all his company had done up until this point was paint a spider blue. With actual, just normal yeah. paint. But the, I mean, they do. It's the classic uh, way to become a supervillain is to decide to do human trials on yourself. Yeah. You can yeah. pretty much guarantee that it's going to make you evil and also and just make you real buff. Well, the, the, they list the side effects of this formula as like, yeah, you get super strength and heightened like uh, acrobatic ability, but it also leads to what was it? It's like insanity Psychotics. and mm. being evil. It's like. <laughs> Yeah. Cackling, your, excessive cackling. <laughs> your dexterity modifier goes yeah. up, but then you lose some of your yeah, yeah, yeah. your wisdom stats go right down. Right. So um, the other thing that he does is uh, so he tests it on himself. Doesn't that happen in Amazing Spider-Man as well? Isn't he testing out the lizard formula on himself? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's, that's, and actually, kind of Doc Ock as well. Yep. If yeah, you're a scientist and you decide to do human trials on yourself, you are a Spider-Man villain. That's right. With Doc Ock, it was weirder because the arms were just like this afterthought for him. His like big thing was the fusion reactor. Oh, and then yeah. it's like the arms... Oh, this is just something I knocked up at the lab to yeah. help me kind of like... It's, it's just like instead of just like duct taping something in place, he's just made a workaround of building artificial intelligence powered robotic arms that graft onto his spine. <laughs> it was so yeah, As you do. Yeah. Let's save it for Spider-Man 2 uh, when we get to that. Right. <laughs> so anyway, Willem goes and does his thing. Yeah, and he, and he just yeah wakes up. There's a big chamber full of full of steam, basically, yeah. or, or ice, uh, dry ice. And he leaps out and like just kills his assistant, right? He leaps right? out like a monkey. Yeah, he leaps out like a monkey. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like this one shot where he's got no shirt on and he's got, and I remember this like in the trailer but just being like like he's got weird old man muscles like he's, he's ripped but also old like he looks yeah. like one of those guys you see at the gym who's like you seem like yeah. they might be 80 and they've got a big grey beard but yeah. they're also like super yeah. ripped oh and they're all like weird and sinewy and yeah just, yeah. just really just, just so many like, have you taut. seen what uh, Carrot Top looks like now no like, see Carrot Top Carrot Top's bulkier super ripped yeah, yeah, yeah but he, he just looks weird he took a lot of drugs Steroids and he's he's more bulk. Willem Dafoe is about efficiency. Top developed a new prop for his prop comedy routine, but he tested it on himself, and that's what led to wherever he is now. But like Tom Cruise is is also like approaching that kind of like Willem Dafoe in this movie kind of thing. Yeah, as they get older, they their muscle loses that mass, and it just gets this yeah funny funny texture. Zero percent body fat and just all muscle. Uh, Anyway, some skin. So he attack he kills that guy who said to take it back to Formula, and I think when he kills him, he's like. I'll show you back to formula. (laughs) You back to this formula. Um, And so anyway, suddenly a villain is born. Um, Oh, but then we do get this sense of that there somehow is this sort of split personality thing going on with 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 Willem Dafoe like he, he when he wakes up the next morning he's back to being normal nor, normal kind of only a little bit evil Norman Osborn mm. um who has sort of flashes of this 
like cackling maniac that is like his alter ego. Oh, it's just those Halloween decorations I left off. <laughs> <laughs> What's that mask? Oh, nothing. That okay. Well, oh, okay. He's yeah. a mask just collector. Yeah. Oh. This is this is the, the one of the contrivances I've had a really hard time yeah. with is that he's yeah he's just got a collection of masks and one of them just happens to look like. A really shitty, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, green metal goblin Well, the rest thing. of them are, like, tribal masks. Exactly, everything else like, looks they're like, all, like old wooden antiques. and, yeah. like, yeah, old and painted. It looks like something that could be, like, hundreds of years old. And then, and then, he, ha- <laughs> and then he has one that looks like it's from the Power Rangers. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. That was a, a quite a common criticism at the time, was yeah. that the Green Goblin really seemed like a Power Rangers villain. Oh, uh, and it- that... Yeah, yeah it, uh, that's one of the thing that has really not waited. Because he's got that really like snarling face and it's uh. just static and it looks really it makes him look really cheap. And the idea the the fact that they didn't just do prosthetics to make because the goblin in the comics mm. just looks like a messed up yeah, well, dude, right? He's wearing like some kind of cloth or rubber, like Halloween kind of mask. Yeah, but oh, I thought it was like actually his skin. I thought no, he like, actually looked like the Goblin. Uh, I think in an Ultimate Spider-Man he does, but usually it's just like a mask. Yeah. It's a Goblin mm. mask. Right, so just put some prosthetics on him. He's yeah. got a great face for, for, for prosthetics. Yeah. He's got all those angles. It's, yeah. it's, why would you that's, put it in a mask? It's a pity because the... Um, take glider. your shirt off, god damn it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the glider looks so awesome. Yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of the glider. Uh, and yeah, the, it's just brought down by the mask mm. No, no, the, the, we'll, we'll get to a little bit later also how shitty he is. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely one of the weakest parts of the film now is is that this whole villain look yep. um, about it. So we go back to um, Peter and this is where we get sort of the iconic sort of... Oh, that's right. So he decides that he wants to like become... He wants to use the, his powers to get money. Yeah. So he decides he's going to do like wrestling. Uh, as the Spider-Man character, he's the human spider. spider. Human spider that he's he's created for himself, uh, and his uncle Ben drops him off, and this is where we get now. Who? What actor is? I like. I don't know who this guy is. Uncle Ben. Oh right. Uh, he's just this no one, right? He looks like he's probably he was probably in some seventies TV show that I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. Uh, he's just this I'm weird old man actor. But, yeah, but he's good at being Uncle Ben. I guess. Mm. Yeah, and then he gets. So he, he could have done a lot better than Aunt May. I'll tell you that, Mike. Kyle not, does not, not a fan of Aunt May in this movie. Yeah, she's very old and frail. I think it's weird that, that both of them are, like, really, really old. Like, yeah. are they actually... Is either one of them meant to be a sibling of Peter's parents, or is it... Uh, but <laughs> if Uncle Ben sort of went out on the town, dressed up in a suit, he could still he could still do quite well for himself, I think. Like, he's still he's still got that kind of fire. Yeah, but he wouldn't be able to resist from, like, giving everyone sage advice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, be like... Let me tell you, young lady, <laughs> with great... Boobs comes great responsibility. <laughs> so he says. So, I, don't, I don't like it. Oh, he says to Peter, the, the the famous line with great power comes great responsibility, and Peter's such a little bitch to him. He's not even yelling at him. Like he's not I, even telling actually, him Uncle off. Ben, it's supposed to be where uh, with great power there must also come great responsibility. You stupid old fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peter's just really mean to him for no reason. He's a teenager. I, I know. Well, he looks 25. Yeah, exactly. And he just, yeah, he just cracks it at him for, for, for just trying to, trying to talk to him. And it's he says, pretty, you're not my real dad. Yeah, you're not my real dad, which is like... <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. Well, I guess you're yeah, technically... You got me there. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> You and your loopholes, Peter. <laughs> make a because... fine lawyer one day. Oh, dear. Shut up, Uncle Ben. I'm a scientist. 
Oh man, so so then he goes and does his uh, he does his wrestling, and this is where we get the uh, what's his name cameo, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell cameo. Yeah, who who gives him the name Spider Man? Yeah, that is another great part That's of the a fun film. Thing. Yeah, and then we get. Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, Bonesaw is ready. Bonesaw. Bonesaw is another thing I remembered vividly. Oh yeah, from yeah. this. I, I love that. That that is one of that is one of his only quips comes in this scene yeah, where he's yeah. like, "Nice outfit. Did your husband make it for you, or something like that?" And yeah, it, yeah, it, which is like, like. Fuck you, Peter. What? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very homophobic. That's not a cool joke. You wouldn't get that, get, get away with that in 2017. No, you wouldn't. You'd be like, I'm. T- yeah, you'd get a few snowflakes getting triggered yeah. by that, I, I'd say. Um, so, did your husband buy, buy for you? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We, we have a loving, supportive relationship. Yeah. <laughs> we- oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I, I just want Macho Man Randy Savage to talk about how supportive his husband yeah. is. <laughs> we had a lovely ceremony in Vermont. <laughs> we registered at Sears. Um, so, do you, know, do you take do you Bonesaw take this man to be your husband? Bonesaw <laughs> is ready. <laughs> No disrespect to the lovely Elizabeth, who was <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage's actual oh, spouse okay. in the WWF. Bonesaw, I think it's I think it's time we started thinking about having a child. Bonesaw is ready. <laughs> I should not have taken a drink when that happened. Okay, so, so anyway, he finds him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got, like I, I do like the the shitty early Spider-Man costume here, where yeah, he's like, just got I a hoodie it. on and this, like a scarf wrapped around his head or something. And this is also one of the funnier part. Like when we say the movie is funny, like this scene has a lot of nice comedy moments apart from the the quips. As like even yeah, Bruce Campbell going like, "What's your name, kid?" You know, yeah, the human spider, and then he and then he introduces him as Spider-Man, and the curtain raises and Peter goes. He got my name wrong. That's not my name. Like, you know, there's some funny, funny comedic parts of this. I have to say they, they didn't quite get uh, Peter Parker's, like, quippiness, but they really got his dorkiness. Like, he is yeah. a gigantic dork in this. Like, complaining about being called the human spider and a bit later on where he's, like, scribbling into his notebook trying to think of a costume and he just writes down, like costume ideas at the top of the page well i mean with that for me that's another part of the sort of this at this interesting time in the the superhero canon because it's not too far away from hulk um where it's a year away it's a year away from hulk and it's yeah not too far away from sort of you know how movies and not it wasn't unlike tank girl either where the films don't know how to it to be just a comic book movie without referencing comic books like directly, and this movie does it again. Like his his descriptions and his um, kind of sketches to himself are all like, yeah, they're comic book illustrations. Even like his text was like the comic book text. Mm. So it's very, it, it's still this sort of they don't know how to not reference it or reference it in a, in a more subtle way. It's really interesting. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah. So he creates his his costumes and. He beats the bone saw, but then he gets ripped off um, by the by the by the guy, and then the guy gets the guy who runs the um, wrestling. the wrestling, and then the guy gets robbed, and Peter then doesn't help the robber. The robber then leaves. Peter then randomly finds Uncle Ben on the street. Like I, I always found that kind of weird. Like he he, he just sees this crowd on the street he doesn't know what the crowd is for and he's just like let me through let me through let me through like if i saw a crowd i wouldn't do that like i would be like oh give it some space Uh, didn't he uh, i guess i was about to say did he know where ben parked maybe that was a thing but but, i mean in that general area maybe but not exactly 
Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's I, a bit just, of a stretch. I just feel yeah. like you. Whenever that happened, and he goes and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm his, I'm his nephew." I'm his. Anyway, Uncle Ben dies. He's been shot, and uh, then Peter goes on a, a murderous mm. revenge rampage, and then finds out that the guy who shot Uncle Ben is actually the guy he let get away. And that's when he realizes that you know his with great power comes great responsibility. There dun, must dun, also dun. come great responsibility. All right, all right. <laughs> I mean, do you guys feel? I don't. I I prefer this to. I mean, what happens in Spider Man Three? With, Stays in Spider Man Three. With, with yeah, we weren't great, but I mean, like I, th- I that was one of for me one of the absolute worst parts of that movie. Oh, the just retcon. Yeah. Oh, by the way, he was also there. That's just yeah. it makes no sense. It yeah. actually is even worse for the character because the whole point of Spider Man, if it being this ran, it's very similar with um. It's it's not unlike Batman again, mm. like you know, making it the Joker that killed Batman's parents. Yeah. It's like it's the whole point is that it wasn't one of your villains. Like the whole point is that it's just some random thug, and it was just random crime, you know, mm. with a, with a lowercase c that sort of did this to mm. you, and that's why you then want to stop crime. Yeah. You know, you, it, it, making it this personal vendetta thing just doesn't. It actually goes against what the what mm. the what the character's really supposed to be, right? I guess it's that thing of, like, it's just within the first movie, before they retconned uh, mm. the other, the Sandman into it, it, it is that very direct consequences, though, where, like, you, you yeah. could have stopped him. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that, that still rings true. You, you were prepared. You were ready. You were ready. Bone sword is ready. I completely missed it. Uh, I, I do it's like, hard to cue that up across the yeah. podcast table. <laughs> uh, I, I do like the fact that, yeah, like, Batman and... Spider-Man both suffered kind of similar sort of family deaths in the family and Batman and it's both both shaped them and with Batman it's just that he's completely consumed with grief that he can't get over and with Spider-Man it's it's guilt like he that's part of the reason why he's always deflecting with his jokes and he can never sort of be serious for more than 30 seconds is that he's just got this like huge sense of guilt and kind of beating himself up that's mm. kind of stuck him in this perpetual state of like man childness yeah 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 so anyway he then graduates and becomes spider-man we sort of don't see him really get this suit i I remember Mm. the next time you sort of yeah and suddenly he's he's you know proper spider-man now and you know you don't really know how that happens he just He's suddenly web slinging around, and this is where we get, you know, his sort of montages. Hmm. And this is also when we get introduced to J. Um, Jonah Jameson, the, yes, uh, oh, one so of J. Yeah. K. Simmons. Speaking Which, of old man muscles, <laughs> oh, J. K. Simmons now he's ripped as hell. Uh, Again, too much bulk for my liking. Yeah. <laughs> with the real, real live. Yeah. Like less, less of a bear, more of an otter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I honestly think J. K. Simmons. Is the is the best comic book movie casting mm. still hands down as this character? Like that's the best casting of yeah. any comic book character well, I've ever seen. Now he's going to be Commissioner Gordon. So. Yeah, which is a weird which cho- is I weird. Like, like weird I mean, it is just stupid. It's like why I don't like it when they cross over franchises like this, yeah. unless it's a failed franchise like Fantastic Four and Chris Evans. But when they're still sort of kind of alive uh, it, it or they're known like, for yeah. something, they should just. Put it away. It should be like the golden age of Hollywood where the studio owns the actors. Yeah. And it's just like the actors are basically just have to live in the studio. And they they just, they can only do like certain movies. It was the one bit of admirable restraint from the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies that there was no Mm. J. Jonah Jameson. 
because like they knew yeah they knew there's like there's no yeah. way and like I would have been fine if they just got J.K. Simmons back yeah yeah <laughs> um, uh, yeah he is great he has some of the best lines the the just the funniest moments and yeah his yeah. whole his whole shtick is perfect and he's got a great supporting cast as well because he's got Ted Raimi as like yeah. the, the dorky guy who always gets called in and pushed out of the office and yeah like the, the, the tone of that is the most like is the real Three Stooges-y thing yeah, that yeah. Sam Raimi loves where it's just like that kind of yeah you know like people are running in and he's just like kicking yeah. them out every like every two seconds there's another little thing that yeah, he's getting yeah. distracted like by Betsy little... Brandt's got his wife on the phone and then yeah. Ted Raimi comes in yeah it's great yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 Elizabeth Banks is also great she she like creams herself for Peter as soon as she sees him it's like what is that I don't know She's she plays the role so sexily like she's yeah. just like Hi Peter, how are you? And he's like, I'm Peter. Like, it's just really weird. I really, I, and she keeps doing it in the sequels. I as do well. like that that they undercut that as well because after she kind of like gives him that like, oh hello look, he's like, I'm a photographer, and then yeah. she just there's a reaction shot of her just going, mm, okay, yeah, 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 yeah you yeah. ruined it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, meanwhile, they've they've all graduated and they're all like sort of doing their thing. So Pete, Peter then starts to take photos of himself as Spider Man and selling them to to Jamison. And uh, he also starts um, kind of stalking MJ again. Although it finds out he finds out that MJ and Harry have actually started kind of dating. Mm. Which is, you know, he's been cucked. Yes, there's a lot. That that wasn't a plot keyword, chucking I've got to go in and add it. I can be the curator of what constitutes yeah. a cucking in a movie, I think. There is that, like, fucked up kind of possessive thing. Especially, like, there's a scene between Harry and Peter of, like, I'm sorry, Peter, but you never made a move. And then, like, you're just uh, talking about, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's, the yeah. tension of them is great. Just, Peter's just like, about her, like, she's, yeah, like, she's, Peter's like, are you going to cuck me, you son of a bitch? <laughs> I'll dress up as Spider-Man and cuck you. Oh, no, I cucked myself. Like, oh. <laughs> this is a th- thing, though, that, like, in these movies... Where the, the girl always falls for the costume guy instead of who... Like, she's falling in... It happens in... Superman is the other big example, mm. and it also happens in a couple of the Batman, where, like, the girl has a relationship with the man, like Clark Kent or Peter Parker, and there's clearly... Like, they're clearly falling in love with each other, mm. but then she actually really wants to fuck the superhero. And so he is cucking himself in a way, and... It's just, I never like, it always undercuts the actual romance. Mm. I always think, well, if you really like him, you wouldn't be into the superhero just because he saves you. Like, you're into Peter because he's your friend and he likes you, which she does come to that realisation. But I just, I never like that aspect of it. It's one of the most sexist aspects of this movie yeah. is always these, these girls who just are like, he saved me, so I'm, you know, now I'm wet for him. Like, I just don't like it. Poor old MJ gets pretty badly served in all three yeah. of the Spider-Man movies. I think she she gets rescued in every single one yeah. at the end. Like it's always like yeah, I mean like catch her if she's falling out of a building or something early in the movie. But why does she have to be like tied up by the villain at the end of every single yeah. one? Like, yeah. And I wonder. I thought some of that was um, because they were trying to repeat the pattern of what they set up here, which is a big sort of theme of this is that the secret identity is so important right. to keep secret because otherwise villains will go after who he cares about mm. and but yeah it does feel really um repetitive repetitive yeah. That, yeah. That they just keep doing that over and over again See, it's like, that, okay, that's, just... that's something they've gotten a lot better at and yeah. that's something that that whole marvel movie genuinely avoids like well yeah but they avoid it by shooting a big bolt of lightning in the sky that's true but i and now that i think about it, i think pepper potter's has had to get saved a couple of times but you know, overall, they've kind of been able to semi-successfully move away from that, and you really noticed it when Kirsten Dunst is screaming for help 
Well, Without twice it happens in this for movie. The third, yeah. t- third time in 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we have the scene where... Oh, the Macy Gray scene. Oh. The, this earned, this earned its reference to Macy Gray uh, keyword, I'll tell you. Name's changing. Why and is she and... in the movie? Like, even at the time, this this stood out as really weird. Because, like, why is... Like, Macy Gray was not... That everyone knew who she was yeah. because of like you know. I try yeah, to one. say goodbye and not joke. That one, <laughs> and she doesn't do that song no. in the movie. No, I don't so know what she's like, doing. She's doing one of her other songs, but one she, of her other many hits. She also is sort of dressed up like in this sort of look kind of Spider Man esque. Like she has these sort of wrap around kind of bug glasses on, and mm. I, I reckon that's a reference to Spider Man. Oh, do you think she was going to be one of the Sinister Six? Do you think <laughs> it's like groundwork they were laying for the Spider Man Five? Make it happen, Macy. <laughs> Make some phone calls. Maybe that song has got like the significance or something like he tried to say goodbye to Uncle Ben but he choked or Willem Dafoe no but she doesn't sing that song in the movie Kyle (laughs) so anyway she's she's at this parade thing and um, MJ's up with the Osborne crew because Harry's taken her as his date and yeah Yeah, there's a whole board of of Oscorp are there yeah which oh and this is at the point where they've 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 sacked Norman yeah Yeah. they've said sorry Norman you're out and he says I created this couple (laughs) because out am I (laughs) (laughs) which is as good as back to formula like anytime he repeats the last three words that he's that someone else says you know he's gonna kill someone I created this company (laughs) like yeah he's performance is bonkers yeah anyway then so they're all up there and this is again when we have yeah there's really weird sexist stuff with MJ because then like Harry's like why didn't you wear the black dress Mm. my my father loves and it's like what the and she's like, well, you like me anyway, right? Which is the right thing to say. And he's like, well, yeah, but like, oh, my dad's really... And there is another scene later where, where yeah, Harry, um, oh, Norman badmouths her in front of her. And I just, like, it's just really... The way they talk about girls in this movie, yeah. men talk about women. I don't know. It's just yeah. really, it's, it's really weird. Like it, uh, it feels like it comes from a place of like, oh, we've got to make Harry look bad so that we want, you know, uh, Peter to get Peter, with so that so that she she will realize that Peter's the the nice guy, <laughs> and then yeah. but then yeah, they just hit it so hard. And, and he doesn't. Really, I mean, even like, and like Peter isn't especially nice. No, <laughs> like, exactly. He's not good. And Harry isn't actually that bad. Like he does oh, yeah. kind of stick up for her in that scene. Yeah. Like so so when she's like, thanks for sticking up for me, Harry. I'm like, well. You he did stick up for yeah. you. Like, so I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like being transplanted from those rom-coms where the, the love interest woman will be dating this guy, but that she's going to end up together with the man. So you've got to make her boyfriend look like a dick. So yeah. he'll just, he'll usually like, he'll go out and cheat or he'll like slap a waitress on the bum or something. Like just do something really ostentatiously yeah. like dickish yeah. so that you can be like, Oh, okay. I don't have to worry about feeling guilty when she yeah. dumps him or whatever. Yeah. 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 So this is when the green goblin attacks and we first see him in his full get up in broad daylight. And it, yeah, it's yeah. not a good look. It's oh, I, him swooping in on the glider. Oh, the glider's that, fine, really but cool. then the shots of him him and Spider-Man facing off again, it really does look like a Power Rangers scene. Oh, yeah. Like, it just looks so cheap. He's also, he's got the pumpkin bombs, which are just these little mm-hmm. orange things, and they turn people directly into skeletons. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was like a scene from Mars Attacks. <laughs> like, he, he, yeah. he, they, like, he throws a thing, and the, the, the board goes, and they turn into... It's and he l- goes, out, am I? <laughs> <laughs> Which, so that would be like I reckon that would be really hard to hear amongst like the glider yeah. engine and the mask and just being and outside in a big and, public event yep. and like did he say <laughs> yeah 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 and then like MJ is hanging on the side of this this balcony and it's like 
She's just screaming. And it's one of those ones, ones where she's, she's hanging there for so long. She would be dead so quickly if that was in real life. But she's just sort of hanging on this, like, precariously leaning on this balcony that's kind of half falling. Mm. Anyway, she then – she does fall. And, of course, Spider-Man catches her and then takes her away. And, and uh, that's when she starts to feel um, – uh, feelings for him because it's the first time he saved her life um but yes basically that's the first time the green goblin has attacked mm-hmm. new york city and when he takes her like he, he swings her away and like puts her on a roof and he goes well beats taking the subway <laughs> not funny yeah <laughs> no, nah. not a joke not yeah. actually a joke no nah, <laughs> nah. the, the lines are just like, yeah all the all the things that are funny with Peter, any of the moments of comedy that come out of uh, Peter Parker in this movie are not him trying to be funny. Yeah. They're always just funny things, like yes. funny situations. Yeah, that he's exactly. In, yeah, where, yeah, he's like does not come across. As he's a funny not guy. funny. Yeah, that happens in like all of the movies as well. Like I, I remember one from Spider-Man Three where he fights the Sandman, and there's a shot of him like pouring, sa- sitting on a building, pouring sand out of his sh- boots. Yeah. He's got sand everywhere. And it's like yeah, it's, it's humorous, but it's not him being humorous. It's like it's always yeah the tone of the movie rather than him cracking a cracking a joke yeah, yeah. And I, f- I feel like that should have like Kirsten Dunst should have or Mary Jane should have had the same like expression on her face that, that Betty Brandt had earlier yeah. <laughs> it was like oh, oh, yeah. you, oh you spoiled it <laughs> I, and I That's to cool. be honest I mean I think part of it is writing but I also think part of it is also Toby. I don't think Tobey Maguire is a great comedian like no, I don't think not. he's he's never really been known for doing comedy he's done the odd light thing but he certainly isn't like yeah, he's, he's not a Ryan Reynolds or a or a or yeah. a um, man with Paul Rudd guy yeah, yeah he's not like that he's not a yeah. guy who can do both yeah, yeah. Um, not so a Tom Holland <laughs> or a, I mean, or Andrew Garfield. To, be, to Andrew Garfield's credit, he he could deliver yeah, he could lines. Quit. He yeah. could quit. So I guess, um, I mean, to be honest, at this point, this is when it all starts to get a bit muddly and sort of uh, the goblin then sort of yeah. starts to try and find out who he is or he's yeah. Norman. The goblin then gets obsessed with Spider Man. Yeah, and so he sort of like he sets the building on fire to draw. Oh, that's Peter right. Oh, oh god, so my baby's then. up there. Oh, my baby. Before that, they have the meeting on the rooftop. Oh, like, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Join us. Yeah, and both the characters are in masks, and it yeah. just feels really silly. And yeah, yeah. I got no facial expressions to to connect to, so it's just yeah. this weird puppetry thing. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, not much. I guess he's still there's still this love triangle thing going on with Harry and MJ, mm-hmm. and then yeah, there's the the Thanksgiving scene where they all get together, and this is where <laughs> that's great. And he's fantastic. being all like grossly flirty without me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, Enjoy the fruit cake. Yeah. But he, he, yes. he licks his fingers. Yeah, oh, he's oh. so weird in that scene. Yeah. The whole whole scene is weird because it's right after the scene with the burning building. So it's when it's when Spider Man has got a cut on his arm, and this is when we this is when basically Norman figures out. After all, it's weird. Yeah, he's doing some law and order shit. Yeah, <laughs> because because there's this whole scene at the beginning of that part where. Peter's hiding from them in his bedroom and he's sort of like, you know, he's out of the way and he just missed getting blood on Norman. But then it's all for naught anyway because later, as soon as he sits down and Norman sees the cut, he knows it's yeah. him. Like, it's not... It's 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 sort of like, well, you, he delayed fi- him finding out by 10 the minutes. The blood thing you know? is hilarious because he's on the roof and you just see this drop of blood welling up like it's going to drop. And then when it finally does, it, hit, it's hit, uh, it hits the floorboard and it's transformed from like a drop of blood to just like this. It just looks like they've squirted a bottle of tomato sauce directly <laughs> onto the floor. It looks like one of those Heinz or tomato robots. Just like, <laughs> on my, and it makes like that 
little boys. Oh, right. and it's just it's massive, and it was just that that kind of cracked me up. Uh, yeah, it just. She just had one of the huh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so this is, and that's that. That's when you know Norman has a go at Harry for date. You know, mm. you don't date girls like this. You you do what you want uh, with them, and then yeah. you get get rid of them. And and Harry's like, no, I I really care about this girl, and then he leaves, and then she cracks it at Harry and. Yeah, and then, um, oh, and then there's a scene where Willem Dafoe is, like, talking to himself through the goblin, and he's like, you've got to get him in the heart. <laughs> so don't... Go for his heart. Which means, of course, he attacks Aunt May because yeah. he's figured out who he is. So and he, that, this is another terrible scene, which is so setty and B-grade looking. You like, mean the, the prayer? The prayer yeah. and the... Finish it. <laughs> and then she's like, I don't know, she says, oh, Deliver oh man, evil. or something like that. Like, <laughs> it's so corny. And yeah, uh, I mean, Kyle, you're a bit disappointed she didn't cock it, did you? Uh, she just, she's, she's just played as so doddery yeah. in these movies, oh. like so frail. Oh, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she's either like being doddery or she's dispensing like a little gem of homespun wisdom. And the worst, the worst offender is uh, when she's recovering in hospital and uh, she's talking to Peter about when MJ moved in next door and she's like, when MJ moved in next door, you said to me, Aunt me, is that an angel? And it's like, <laughs> whenever she's... She's right out of young Anakin Skywalker's book in <laughs> yeah. 1999's The Phantom mm, Menace. God. It's been a while since I've referenced that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, but uh, first thing Anakin says to Padme, are the, you an angel? The most egregious yeah. ripoff this movie does is uh, he does like an actual Matrix dodge uh, from one yeah. of the uh, Goblin sort of um, yep. throwing oh, yeah, there's yeah, a Matrix right. film yep. well, I mean Matrix only came out like what a year before this or something or like that a couple of years no, no 99 years. Yeah, years. Okay, yeah. Yep. Every, everything had to have a same Matrix same year as Phantom Menace actually it was just, oh, just lifting anything from a 1999 movie wholesale yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the year 3 uh uh, PM so, three after Phantom Menace came out. <laughs> <laughs> so, like this movie, like I was saying, it, it there are things that are trying to move the genre forward. Like some of the effect scenes, and certainly the um, the web slinging scenes, and this this idea of this sort of colourful, um, vibrant superhero in New York City was absolutely not done before. Like this was certainly the first sort of big iconic superhero that was done in this way and in such a sort of spectacular way. But then in other ways, as we've mentioned, it's so derivative of other films. It, it was, it's, it's really, it, it's both a throwback film and a, a, a film that's trying to pave the way for future. Mm. It's really interesting. It was, it's, yeah, I, I still, I'm still kind of shocked by how, how throwbacky it was and mm. yeah how, how sort of in those scenes and I mean this is where the whole hiring directors like Sam Raimi and James Gunn and who, who you know um, like uh, Joss Whedon hiring these guys who can do comedy well or have their own sort of quirkiness I suppose it's good but they also can't direct action like again Ooh. and I know I say this and but He's just ripping off the Matrix. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing interesting he's doing with the camera in this movie. There's nothing interesting he's doing with his direction in this film. And we'll talk a little bit about or the fight choreography. Oh, the, exactly. Yeah. And it's. I mean, fight choreography, yes, but I think visually it's kind of recognisably Raimi. He's got a couple of the little shaky first-person cam things in there, which he used in Evil Dead a lot. Like, but, he's a, but that's but that's not what I'm. That's yeah. They're his. They're, they're his genre little cutie things, but they're not. 
I, I still think a lot of these guys, there's, with a few exceptions, Nolan's one of them, Brian Singer's one of them, the uh, Russo brothers are another, that, are, that, are, that do actually seem to have some sort of inept, some sort of like ability to plonk a camera down and figure out how to, how to do a fight scene. And I disagree on the Nolan one, but maybe yeah, maybe it, maybe but yeah, that's the one mean, yeah. that that's the one I would probably say yeah is the most shaky. Yeah. Um. But I mean, to be honest, even James Mangold with like with Logan that came out this year. I mean, those fight scenes are solid. There are some directors who get it and mm. know how. No, they hire the right people around them to do action well. And there are so many of these directors, and I Joss Whedon. I'd to be honest. I don't think I'd Joss say Whedon's J- a very strong. Director. No, I'm saying he's one of the bad ones. I'm oh, saying Joss okay. Whedon. I I don't think James Gunn is particularly good at it, and I think he's fine. Like he's serviceable. I think um, uh, who was the other one I mentioned? Um, the guy from Ant Man who was always a bit of like a hired gun. Like these guys, they're not. They're just they're, they're just these kind of they they they're hired for the quip value, not for the oh Kenneth mm. Branagh. The, like mm. they don't know how to direct action. Yeah, and I feel like at this point that should just be a given thing that especially with something as big as Marvel Studios, they should just have a set policy of like we got a different person for action. Like your first unit director, director is does an action all guy. of your action yeah, stuff, and sure. we make sure that they mm. get a real say in the action so that you have a better mix. Because yeah, I agree. It's it's really frustrating, and it's why something like Logan really stands out because you go oh yeah this is cool like, fight scenes yeah it's a cool fight scene <laughs> yeah and 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 to be fair i think brian singer in x-men films can generally do them yeah I would agree. um anyway so uh, that's just my little action direction rant i think i've gone on a few of them <laughs> and i will continue to do that <laughs> but uh yeah so um he basically have we then have the final showdown because he's he so he goes to the hospital they have some scenes with aunt may he has this huge scene with mj where he professes his love to her like mm. he's like this is how i feel about you blah 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 it's just like this is the most romantic this is what i told spider-man yeah yeah mm. oh god i mean th- and this is another one where it's like how does she not know like i mean she, i know she figures it out at the end but it's just so... Yeah. So the, the upside down rain kiss happened somewhere in this... Oh, place. yeah, that's oh, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's, that's another scene. That's what I mean. It's like the middle part of this movie gets a bit just sort of... There's a scene and there's another scene. And it doesn't really matter what order they go yeah, in. Yeah, it's very montage Yeah. Oh, and speaking of montage there's the great, like... Uh, I mean, this is, uh, we've actually gone way over that. Yeah. But I'm going back to it now. But the... the, the Vox Pops? Mm. Yeah. The Vox Pop montage is like a real... That's a fun bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind that. He stinks and I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the New York in this movie oh, the, is very strong. Uh, well, I think... Does do, do some of that get reshot after 9-11? Yeah. Because that's... Mm. Especially in the, the final scene where the New Yorkers back him up and mm. you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. I reckon that was probably in there to be. You reckon? Yeah, no, no, they, they, I, re- I read that they added that in specifically oh. to show... Oh, my know, bad. The okay, city cool. is resilient. Because I feel like that, that, that kind of New York identity is already so important um, to Spider-Man anyway. I'm surprised that they didn't well, think of that originally. I think you're right. I mean, I definitely think it is still in line with the character, but I think they probably went, shit, let's go back and really pump that up. Mm. Like, and they mm. probably even, I reckon maybe they had cut that Vox Pop montage and but then yeah. decided to put it back in or something like that. You know, I can see that happening. Shots of like Spider-Man getting a bagel with cream cheese yeah. from his local deli. You want some locks with that? <laughs> Hey, I'm walking here. Uh, going, going past the Yankee Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, he I don't know, like he's ha- he's got to choose between Mary Jane and a literally a box full of children. Mm. It's like it, it really it's not unlike the my kittens bit in um Hellboy where it's yeah. like it's like there is literally like what, can can you think of the most vulnerable thing? Oh, children mm. in a cable car. Yeah. Um. So he has to sort of and save the kitties. Weird me- meta commentary from the Green Goblin of um of like. The the someone will always come along with a sadistic choice or something like he's basically just declaring this is what supervillains do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Do, I don't know. That just it, rings really again, hollow for me. Again, very Batman, like very, yeah. very much referencing a, a history of film that yeah. like I'd forgotten that this movie does. It really, mm. it's really interesting. Mm. So. He saves Mary J. Saves the kids. Yeah, does it, yeah, but he just he webs really hard and <laughs> he webs and he swings really hard. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Then, and and then the goblin's still going to attack him, and then New Yorkers throw garbage at him. Yeah. Which is <laughs> that's pretty much it, right? They just, yeah, yeah, they throw garbage at him. Yeah. Trash. He yeah. was he was defeated by garbage. I wish he was. I wish he like landed on one of the trash barges. You know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the classic. Like, oh, like, then you just hear that fog. <laughs> 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 like, oh, to talk about a bad Monday, <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, but no, they have a final fight scene in a in like an abandoned building or some shit, and yeah, he he gets himself with this. He tries to he, well, he tricks Peter. He's like, it's me. Because uh, Peter didn't know. I yeah. forgot Peter doesn't, <laughs> yeah. Peter doesn't know who this fucking like, goblin guy is. He also is. doesn't really need to know. No. Like, it's not yeah. important. For the last like half hour of the movie, it's like Willem Dafoe knows who he is, but he just has no He's idea. He's just like, there's yeah. this green yeah. weirdo <laughs> who's after me. And it's not like they had any kind of strong mentor relationship. Yeah. Like, that's something they fixed for Spider-Man 2. They kind of have that with, with Doc Ock. But mm. like... There was a real chance for them to actually have a bit more of a yeah, personal like there. Dad kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, because they, they, it seems like they're setting it up early when he's like, Harry tells me quite the science ways. Yeah. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. It's a real natural well, point they, for well, them they, to kind of connect. And then they do sort of artificially say, like, your family. Like, it, like yeah, the, but it feels very forced. It, it is. It doesn't it's feel it's like totally they actually forced. have any moment like that. And then most of the movie, Will and Defoe is just like, Hitting on his aunt and yeah. And, and yeah, abducting everyone he holds he holds dear. And just, so Peter tells me you're single now. Yeah. <laughs> I hear your husband cocked it. Um, so he cocked it, did he? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Anyway, so he, he tricks Peter. He's like, "Oh, it's me, Norman." Takes off his thing, and he's like, "Um, I'm being controlled by this other thing," but he's not because he's gonna kill him with the with the with the glider yep. but then spidey senses kick in and he knows that the glider's coming so does he jumps a cool flip. does a cool <laughs> flip and the glider gets uh green goblin anyway and his dying words to peter are don't tell harry yep. and then harry comes in and sees spider-man delivering his dead father to mm. his bedroom so now harry thinks that that spider-man killed um, norman osborne why why would spider-man kill norman osborne no one knows like but anyway, also if he killed him, why would he then transport exactly, the body back yep. to in Make, his very visible yeah, outfit? Yeah, a bit of a stretch. Yeah. It's pretty weird. So but yeah. I think like with with these movies, you got to remember that like at least half of the city thinks Spider-Man on any on any, uh, on any given day, at least half of the city thinks he's like a super villain. See that because of the Daily Bugle. Yeah. That's underplayed and not solved yeah. very well. Yeah, because that, it always feels like it's just J. Jonah Jameson yeah. that's doing that. In but these it, I think when when it's when it's convenient in the comics, they're like. They'll remind you every now and then. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah. Half of their people get their news from the Daily Bugle, so they think he's like some kind of menace. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. It's... Yeah, it kind of comes out when it's necessary. Mm. Mm. J. Jameson uh, had another kind of good moment that we, we didn't get to, which is um, when the Goblin confronts him at the office and he's like, 
who's taking these pictures of Spider-Man? And Jameson's protecting Peter. He's saying something like, I don't know, they send it in anonymously. I have no idea who it is. Hmm. That's just him protecting his sources. Yeah, but I thought it was kind of nice because up until then you just think that Jameson is like this blowhard kind of like bully guy. But yeah, it turns out he is actually a good person. No, he's not a good person. He's a a good newspaper man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, he's not not like a coward. The J stands for journalist. He's not a coward, but he's... I wouldn't say that he does it out of the kindness of his heart. I would say he does it because, damn it, that's what you yeah. do. Like, almost yeah. like, like you know, like a guy who goes to war. Like, it's like, yeah. damn it, it's my duty. I don't have any, like, it's not because yeah, I like no, the kid. I, I agree with that, but it was nice seeing that. You know, to show they, him having principles. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's what I mean. Sure, that's a better way of putting sure, it. Sure, sure. Anyway, we then have the the funeral of Norman Osborn where, you know, Harry's sad and they're all there and sad. And this is when... Um, MJ confesses her love for Peter, uh, and uh, they kiss. But Peter, Peter dumps her. He's mm. like, I can't do this because, because he doesn't want to put her in danger. Oh, it's so sad. It is it's a bit so, sad. Oh, he's got. Oh, he's got feelings. It's like I, I wanted oh, nothing more to tell her how so much I loved stoic. her, <laughs> but I couldn't. And then, so yeah. he sort of dumps her, and then she. But then, as she, he's walking away, and she's like, that kiss, <laughs> and she knows who it is. <laughs> you know, she's like. Hang on. Yeah. Just, okay. If I turn upside down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then she, you, you, you know, she realizes who he is, which is cool. Uh, and then he has his little, I'm Spider-Man. And that's it. It's the end. Hmm. It's, yep. it's, There's not much to really it, get your teeth into with this no, one. It's, it's pretty straightforward. Do we want to talk about the uh, Chad Kroger single? Hero. Oh, <laughs> this is when we still had a lot of tie-in singles for movies. That's right. We should have been performing at the Thanksgiving Day parade. Exactly. Why not? Was it Nickelback or was it Chad, Chad Kroger? Oh, sing- yeah. wow. Yeah, because uh, when I was working the at... The Nickelback a- guys were like, we won't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> I was um, working at a video shop uh, when this was... Right. When, when this came out. And they would have that kind of loop tape of mm. you know ads and everything yeah. else that you'd have to yeah. have playing in the background. And so I would just hear a lot of trailers... And then every three or four trailers, um, there would just be the clip for uh, Chad Kroger's Hero. And it's, uh, yeah, I've heard that song a lot of times. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I can't actually remember it, but I do know it's a song. And I, yep. I reckon if you sang it, I would be able to sing along. But Something I like, uh, and I'm not going to sing it, but like the, they say a hero can save us. I'm not going to stand here and oh, wait. That's yeah. a- I'll hold on to the wings of an eagle <laughs> and I'll watch as we all fly away or some shit like that. I know we have something like, oh, I'll hold God. on to the wings of an eagle, which is like... That's being a real jerk to a symbol of America, <laughs> Chad Kroger. So he goes like, get the fuck off. You fuck off, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's going to ride the eagle like a glider. Uh, oh man. So what, what, what's his plan like? Do we like his plan? His plan is just like, fuck with Spider-Man for the hell of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like pretty much how it is in the comics. He I mean, just he gets, gets a kick out of it. His, his initial plan is get revenge on the board. He does it instantly. Yeah. yeah. He gets shit. Yeah. He's a very competent villain. He sets his mind to things, yep. like, continually just, does it. He just only, killed them. It's only because he didn't know about the cool flip that Peter was going to do that he didn't win. Like, yeah, that's but, the but only thing that really as well, for. like, yeah, as you said, his main plan was just to get revenge. He does that in the rest of the movie. He's just kind of fucking around. Yep. Like, he finished early, so he's just like, this looks like a bit of fun. Yeah. I think I'll just torment Nothing this guy. Nothing on for the rest of my yeah. Wednesday, so. Uh, yeah, so really, in a way, he, like, completely succeeded yeah. in his plan. Uh, I wonder if I can lift an entire carriage full of people. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it is. You're right. He does. He he achieves his goal, and then and and then what is it? He doesn't want to because it's not even like he can say he he's pissed off at Spider Man for thwarting his plan because Spider Man doesn't thwart his plan. (laughs) 
Right. Yeah, Spider-Man doesn't save the the, the board members, board members at all. He yeah. saves his girlfriend. Oh, another part of his plan. I can't believe I forgot to mention this. Is that the thing that prompts like the board members to go against uh, Norman Osborn in the first place? Is that the military doesn't decides not to go with his glider and uh, serum and decides instead to go with this different company that's making a different exoskeleton. And then Osborne kind of like kills those guys, but the exoskeleton oh, that right. that company is testing out is the biggest piece of shit that I've <laughs> ever seen. It's just like you look at it and it's like Tony how Stark could this... would have just this is like Tony Stark's mark negative well, ten. It just it looks like one of those flotation tanks, but it's <laughs> it's vertical. So is does the guy's just kind of standing in there, kind of wobbling from side to side. And you're like you, you just push this thing over and he's not gonna be able to get mm-hmm. back up. Like it is the weirdest, stupidest looking like suit of armor that I I've ever if seen. Maybe that was a, a like we don't have any rights to Iron Man. We need to make this look as far away from Iron Man as possible. Even though like at the time people wouldn't have really like yeah. necessarily yeah, recognized but- Iron Man. But like legally speaking they're like we need just a just a shitty exoskeleton i just think that other company was not expecting to get this contract oh definitely not no. <laughs> i just think they were like yeah they're gonna go with us born they can... got their tender through like five minutes before the yeah. deadline and they just gave it to the intern they're like, oh, we God. have to we have to make something before like oh. right, we're gonna do a, a rapid build we're really yeah. underquoted on this let's Fuck. do a hackathon over yeah. the weekend i'll order pizzas guys yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna be here all night oh man i look i i I, I respect this movie for what it was of its time, and it was an important movie in the canon of superhero films. It definitely did things that movies hadn't done before, and it definitely boosted the popularity of these films and really, you know, honestly, along with X-Men, revitalised the genre after Batman and Robin. Because really, in between there, it was some Blade movies and not much else, and, yep. and there really wasn't much going on. And, and between this and X Men, we wouldn't we wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for these movies. The amount of money <laughs> we wouldn't that's, be that's here. Not, we wouldn't I, be here I wouldn't be. I wouldn't yeah. be alive. Yeah. <laughs> no, we wouldn't be making this podcast. I don't think if it wasn't for movies like Spider Man, because mm. they really, in the last twenty years, have had a huge effect mm. on you know yeah. Americans films um the amount of money this made really made people like sort of yeah sit, like from, from the business side of movies sit yeah. up and take notice of oh yeah. we should be taking these seriously these like, characters we, are really yeah we can actually do stuff with this yeah exactly yeah. And, and people are willing to pay money for this yeah. if we do a decent job exactly and i mean i i haven't seen spider-man 2 in a long time everyone loves spider-man 2 i i don't remember loving it but everyone generally says it's better than the first one and the uh, best one of the it's three a, it's a good I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I'm, I guess we'll talk about it one day. I, I, to be honest, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but it certainly does get better, I believe. And that then, unfortunately, sort of nosedives a little bit in Spider-Man Three, and mm. then of course, you know, gets rebooted. Spider-Man Three had some cool moments, but yeah, I don't think it's. I think it's a little bit unfairly maligned. It's yeah. not terrible. I think Sandman looks great. I love Sandman in that, like the actual fight scenes with him and his <clears throat> his sort of style, but. Yeah, it's not. It's not a good movie. No, it's definitely got its yeah, got flaws. Hey, Carl, do you have any numbers? Was there a new segment by the numbers? Didn't oh, you have, like... not not really for for this one. I think uh, I've got some X Men numbers. I guess nine eleven. Nine eleven. Brought to you by nine eleven. Uh, number of uh, number of times number of bras that that Kirsten didn't wear that she just threw in the bin that the yeah. costume designer tried to give her a bra and she's like no get them away from me I just, you know my 
it's going to go like sec- whole second wave feminism and burn them and just kind of run around without any support. That's that was <laughs> that was what happened in that. On Sam Willem Dafoe was real big on body positivity. As yeah. Well. <laughs> well, yeah. How many sinews would need another? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, plug it up. Uh, you can hear me on three MBS one hundred three point five FM on Saturday mornings with Arts Weekly. Uh, my other podcast is LastStopToNowhere.com. It's on Australian history. Are you guys going to have some episodes out soon? I don't want to jinx it, but this year, hopefully. <laughs> it's, sure. it's March. Yeah, you've been saying that for six months. I know. I know you've been working on them. Yeah. Uh, I'm an improviser, so I'm in Plays, which is completely improvised Shakespeare, and I'm in completely improvised Potter as well. Both shows are at the Trades Hall. Uh, Check it out if you're in Melbourne. You've got to go. We'll, yeah, we'll be there. Come on down. Come see me make some stuff up. It'll be awesome. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Oh, God, I keep missing it. Bone sores, man. Damn it. Good night, everybody.